0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Brendan Rodgers says he understands the Celtic fans are hurting But says he couldn't wait until the summer to move Stephen Gerrard's looking forward to Alfredo Morelos against Scott McKenna at the weekend And Neil Lennon is ready for a surreal return to Easter Road tomorrow I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Derek Johnson and Hugh Keevans Brendan Rodgers' attempts at explaining why he jumped ship at Celtic will fall on deaf ears The fans he left behind will find his reasoning to be flawed at best, if not an insult to their intelligence That doesn't excuse the lunatic fringe And allow them to insult the man's memory With a song that is an affront to decency But what we are witnessing Is the fastest fall from grace Since Morris Johnston posed for pictures in a Celtic jersey And then signed for Rangers It is <laughs> astonishing Absolutely And you're right, I think round four of the Aberdeen Rangers Or should I say Morelos and McKenna As you suggested, Gordon it's going to be a terrific game on Sunday Certainly looking forward to that It's going to be feisty We know that before a ball is kicked Of course we do But let's hope the 22 players Can stay on the pitch this time And it's one uh, cracking game And of course when you've got Hibs against Celtic What an outstanding game that is as well Hearts and Thistle and Inverness Dundee United It's cup tie weekend Certainly looking forward to it Yes when this stage of the Scottish Cup Rolls around I think we'll all agree It really can be a season A season defining weekend I should say oh. Hugh Keevans and, and that's the reality For the clubs that are left yeah. in it yeah, there's so Particularly much going ones on. with the expectation Yeah absolutely There's so much going on On and off the park Gordon These are astonishing times Even in the wacky season That we've had so far It's cranked up a notch This last week 0141-951-1025 That's the number you need Don't hang about Get in touch with us right now Or send us a tweet At Clyde SSB There is a lot to get through So let's do it On the phones And on Twitter Now we're going to hear from Brendan Rodgers For the first time Since he left Celtic It was incredible To think that on Monday night All was rosy As far as Brendan Rodgers And Celtic were concerned Here we are He's now the Leicester manager And we've been hearing from him From the very first time Our reporter Andrew McLean Has been in Leicester today He was at the press conference And he joins us now How are you Andrew? Yeah not too bad Thanks yourself? Not too bad at all Just describe what it was like Down there this afternoon Yeah it was certainly An interesting day down in Leicester, Brendan Rodgers, he sort of came into the room, he was in in good spirits, there was uh, about five or six of the Scottish media had, had made the journey down along with myself and he was in good spirits, came and had a, a smile and wave at the, the Scottish media that were there but you know, as, as soon as he got behind the desk, he was in his usual sort of media mode that he goes into when he was answering questions, as he was at Celtic, you know, very careful with his words, very particular about what he was trying to say but you know, he, obviously, when he was speaking at Leicester, he was speaking with great optimism about what he was hoping to achieve in his time there. But as for Celtic, you know, various times he mentioned the the emotional attachment that he has to the club, and how he had to take that emotional attachment out of the decision to move to Leicester. He's saying it was a professional choice, and the former Hoots boss he said that he'd achieved all he could at Celtic. Well, it was a very very difficult decision. I think that um, if I was making this decision with my heart. And I'd be, I'd be at Celtic for life because it's an incredible club, club of support all my life. But it all happened very quickly. I, I was presented an opportunity that, that came to me. Obviously, of course, then emotionally, you're having to take that out. And my decision was that I felt that after nearly three years at Celtic, with everything that we'd achieved, 
and the success that we'd had on the pitch and the improvements we made off the pitch. I felt it was probably then the time to move on to my next challenge. And I've had opportunities to leave in, in over nearly three years at Celtic, but this was an opportunity that I felt was too good to turn down. Like I said, it wasn't easy at all, and I've got family and everyone that are still deeply upset. However, I have to remove that emotion in, in my career as a, as a football manager, and, and then, like I say, I'm very happy that I made the move. The supporters from the first day I walked into Celtic, they were incredible, humming away and, and gave us the support. And like like I say, my family have supported you know Celtic all their lives. So, uh, but I have to remove all of that emotion and and think right, okay, if my journey has finished at Celtic and I've achieved probably what I think maybe is all I can, then I have to uh, look there and, and look elsewhere, and that's that's what I did. Andrew Brendan Rodgers arrived at Celtic Park to. 12,000 fans or whatever it was Much fanfare when he arrived Granted slightly different circumstances Because Leicester played the other night But was was there anything like that awaiting him today? This was the thing that really struck me There was no fanfare Nothing outside the stadium And you know the club had made it sort of publicly known That the he was going to be there at half one For his first official press conference And it's very interesting Because you think it's a, a massive culture change From what he's going to be used to up here one of these things where, you know, as a sort of journalist going out in Leicester, you're you're looking for Leicester fans to speak to. You want to get their opinion on Brendan Rodgers and his move from Celtic. And I actually found it very hard, um, you know, going about the city centre to find people that would that were football fans. Most of the people you would speak to would say, you know, I'm not really that interested in football, not a big football fan. Even the people coming out the club store that I was speaking to were saying that, you know, they were just buying a present for someone not really that interested in football. And it's very strange, you know, obviously in Glasgow, so many people are interested in football. We've got this bubble, everyone's got an opinion on everything. That's what makes this show so great. But it really struck me that, you know, Brendan Rodgers could well walk down the sort of high street in Leicester and maybe not even get get noticed so it'll be a big culture shock for him but um, one of the reports that had come out earlier on this week was saying that Brendan Rodgers could have you know maybe delayed the move until the summer that Leicester possibly could have um, asked him to do that but he's denied that he said that there was no chance of that happening he had to make the decision this week he said he certainly wasn't looking for a way out of Celtic but admits it probably would have been best to move on in the summer. I understand the timing issue. I said because if there was a time, the ideal time would have been the summer. Absolutely, it wasn't something that I was looking for. You know, we were very focused. You see how we were when we came back from uh, from our midwinter break. Team very focused, playing very well, winning. This was a, an opportunity that arose and very quickly. And I had a decision that I had to make very quickly. And and obviously removing the emotion from that was something that was key. And I believed that this opportunity to to come to a club like Leicester, it wasn't going to wait for me. So then I have a decision to make. I think the club in fairness had had to make a decision in terms of where they were at. And of course the the intention was to bring in someone someone permanent. I think when they spoke with Celtic they made it clear that I was their, their only choice, which then means that I then have a decision to make. So um, it wouldn't have it. Well, for me, the crux of the matter came in the first clip that you played, Gordon, where he said that uh, his journey was over at Celtic. It wasn't. Had he gone in the summer, regardless of what had taken place between now and the end of the season, he would have gone with grown men weeping because they loved Brendan Rodgers so much and grown women weeping. But... The journey wasn't over because there was a championship that remained as yet not won. 
So he left mid-championship And that is what has left a bad taste In the mouths of the men, women and children Who support Celtic It's simply disingenuous to say the journey was over It still had plenty of matches left to go But he says again He says, I know I, sh- I could have gone in the summer But I had the opportunity to do it now I mean, we don't know, Hugh There might have been something in his contract Stating, you know If a club came in for him And the right compensation was there then yeah, Celtic would have to he, let he, him go Listen He was being pretty clear he, he though wanted, That it wasn't an option in the summer he, It had to want, be now, really want, Yeah, he wanted to get back down into the Premier He came up here to try and make a name for himself To get him back into football again and he certainly did that with Celtic and so much so that Leicester City want him and he just wanted to get back in arguably the, the best league in the world and that's the reason he's gone down there I can understand the Celtic fans' frustration because he, he should have maybe seen it out but, you know, they've got a man in there now who knows the club, who's won things at the club and as as passionate as any Celtic manager's ever been so I don't see the problem now for Celtic Celtic fans, you've just heard from Brendan Rodgers for the first time since he left for Leicester what do you make of it? Does it change anything for you? Are you buying what he's saying? Tell us how you're feeling here in that 01419511025 Let's do it right now Thomas is in Rob Royston Hi Thomas you mean, Are you okay? Yeah Thomas, what's on your mind? Guys, the question i like to ask the panel is okay, Brendan Rodgers went down here that deal must have been done Weeks and weeks ago Okay We all know that It's not done overnight What would have happened If Brendan Rodgers Comes back to Celtic Park Says okay guys I'm leaving at the end of the season How would they have handled that Would they have done What Rangers done with Graham Should they still don't move on Because As far as I'm concerned If they came back That would have been A distraction for them it's, it, could have, it could have been A distraction Thinking about Leicester Thinking about Celtic Celtic might have moved them on anyway What do you guys think? No We can't get into Hypothetical yeah. questions yeah. We've enough to deal with Knowing the facts as they are uh, I described it as the fastest fall from grace since Mo Johnston And I believe that is the case The Celtic supporters have been dumbfounded over this matter Because the manager left with the championship undecided uh, That's not a clause in any contract No contract is ever signed saying if somebody comes during the season you can go so Oh that's, it certainly is you Oh, but, I would disagree with that You can have any nowadays what, what what agents do for managers and players Things written into their contracts Of course it could be written in yeah, right. fairness, that, that, that. that doesn't seem to have been that. an option We heard from Brendan Rodgers there Who said that it pretty much it had to be Now it didn't look like it was one that could wait If he had gone at the end of the season Not a problem uh, You know everyone Knew that Brendan Rodgers had to go one day Celtic would have a shelf life For Brendan Rodgers Whether he was a lifelong supporter or not as I say, the, the, the banner, the reaction of supporters, the dreadful song, all of that has been well over the top. He has left Celtic having won seven trophies in a row for the club. He obviously deserves respect for that. It is the manner of his departure that has caused him to lose the respect of the Celtic supporters. Thomas? Eh, well, I agree with you. Well, OK then. Sure, that's fair enough. But what I like to say, I agree with Derek, what Derek says there, that Neil Lennon moving back into that position is maybe uh, dampened that a wee bit. But what I want to see from wee Lenny this time is, I don't like this all this the cupping the hands over the years and get involved with the crowd. I want wee Lenny to come over there and do the job of a real manager and don't get involved with the crowd. I think what you he did. Any, it, you don't see other managers doing that, Hugh. You know, so let's 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 get on with the job. Let's go and don't get involved with the crowd. I think uh, the ending to the match at Tynecastle yeah, yeah, was such yeah. that that got everyone going, and of course 
he was making the gesture towards the Celtic fans. He wasn't making the gesture towards the Hearts, Hearts fans. That would have been questionable and uh, able to be criticised. But he was making the gesture towards the Celtic supporters at the end of a game yeah. that had finished on the most dramatic note possible. Brendan Rodgers says he understands Celtic fans will be hurting, but he hopes reality sets in at some point and they will appreciate the work he did. I, I've obviously seen some of what's been said and, and read. Listen, Celtic supporters will hurt. You know, I, I will understand how they feel. They're hurt and they're maybe a little bit worried in terms of what would maybe happen but with me leaving. But what also gave me the comfort to make the move was also knowing that what we put in place there in the nearly three years was going to stabilise the club moving forward. We left the club in a really good position. You know, we eight points clear, haven't won a trophy already. And uh, like I said, in the quarterfinal of a, uh, of a competition. You always have to be careful with, with words. I, I try and not to focus on too much. I see I see in the banner and, and like I say, it's the Celtic supporters were hurting. You know, this is a worldwide fan base that has an incredible support, you know, they they, they give me everything. And so so I'm not going to say anything other than that. I think it's it's a moment when it, there was a shock and they're probably angry. But I think eventually, you know, there'll be a reality will set in and, and hopefully the work that we did there will be appreciated. Let's go back to the phone lines. Andy's a Celtic fan in Dumbarton. Andy, how does it feel a couple of days on listening to, to Brendan Rogers giving his, his reasons for leaving? I feel utterly betrayed. Absolutely betrayed. As you said in that banner at Parkhead Wednesday night, you could have had immortality, but you settled for mediocrity, which is exactly what he did. I mean, he gave up the chance to go down in the history books as a Celtic legend alongside Jogstein and uh, he gave it all up for a, a low to mid-term, dull, boring, small English club just so that he can play with the big boys and it, it can't be for money because how much money does a person need? I mean, he's already rich. Why does he need to be even richer? There is simply no excuse for it. Football is not like any other business where a man can go and move from job to job with anonymity affecting no one except himself. Football is very much a passion. It's in the hearts and minds of the people in Scotland uh, uh, for many, many years. And this man has betrayed all the faith and hope and loyalty that all those fans brought to him uh, on a weekly basis. And to me, the man should hang his head in shame, absolute shame. I'll never mention Brendan Rodgers in this house ever again, as far as I'm concerned. The man is gone from my memory. Well, that's the way that some supporters feel. It's as if Brendan Rodgers' name has been expunged from the club's history. But that, for me, is is too far. Uh, he deserves respect for the things he did for Celtic. He, He'll get none from me here. Well, that's your opinion and you're perfectly entitled to it, sir. But he will get respect from others because of the seven trophies, because of the invincible season, because of the double treble. It is the manner of his departure that has caused upset and hurt. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I referred to. Had a man just stayed to the end of the season, uh, he could have won and I would have had no problems. And that would have been it. It would still have been a legend in my eyes. And I would have looked back to these years uh, with fondness. I would also I would also question that he has stabilised the club. There are in many regards things that uh, Celtic have to do. The wage bill is now too high, uh, and it was a wage bill created at Brendan Rodgers' insistence. Uh, Celtic will have to look at that wage bill. Uh, there are far too many players at the club who should not be signed for Celtic in the first place, and it will be someone's job to try and get them off the wage bill. Still in a far better place than when he walked in, though. Absolutely, surely. Yeah. without yeah. question. 
all we're talking about And what Andy is talking about We're talking about human emotions here Brendan Rodgers was always going to leave Celtic It was the manner of the departure That was important And the manner of his departure Has caused upset, anger, dismay Call it what you like uh, But he was always going to go He chose to leave When the championship was not yet won And for the supporters That is unforgivable And you know, when you think about it, it's just as well that Neil Lennon was there, available, a former Celtic manager, able to come back and take the club at a day's notice and take them into a vitally important league match. Had Neil Lennon not been available and that Brendan Rodgers had gone off to Leicester, I shudder to think what might have happened and what the Celtic supporters would be saying now. I think the one line that got me when when he mentioned, he says, no, the ideal thing would be to leave at the end of the season, but I couldn't wait to the end of the season. That was a strange one for me. Why couldn't you wait? I mean, was he so desperate to get down to Leicester? Because Leicester are not going to get relegated. They're not going to get in the, the European places. They're going to be a mid-table team. Why was it so desperate now? Well, you know, well, he, you know I, I, he says the opportunity wouldn't have waited. Andy, essentially, Andy mentioned money. This is absolutely nothing to do with money. Andy's quite. How right. can you be so sure of that? Well, he, he's a man of great wealth himself. Yeah, but, but is it not all relative? Because the more you have, the more you spend, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and anyone yeah. would be at least have their head turned well, by the opportunity yeah. to treble their salary. Well, my observation on that would be that. Personal ambition has always been at the forefront of Brendan Rodgers' mind And this is about going back to the big boys' playground And Yeah, but what comes with the big boys' playground? Yeah, yeah, a salary yeah. three times as much yeah. as your Celtic salary That's fine then, okay he'll, he'll have even more millions than he has already That's fine However, for me, this is about personal ambition And his need to get back to a bigger club than Leicester At the moment, he has succeeded in making Leicester City sound like Barcelona the offer that would not wait, etc, etc. Final word to you, Andy. Well, I'll just say one thing. Every week now, I will be looking at the football res- results and every team, uh, after Celtic, I will be looking at Leicester, hoping and supporting every team that plays Leicester from this moment on. Remember, there used to be that anyone but England type yes, thing. Now yes. it's anyone but Leicester it's become in certain well, parts of this. Th- th- this will all die down because Neil Lennon deserves the respect of the supporters for taking on the job of trying to win the eighth title in a row and the Scottish Cup and delivering the treble treble. So this will all die down and Neil Lennon deserves the following of the Celtic supporters. Thank you to Andy and Dumbarton. It's 0141-951-1025 for you to have your say. We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB and it's a big weekend across the Cup games. We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We have been hearing from Brendan Rogers, the first time we've heard from him since he left three days ago. Raffles is on Twitter. He says Rogers continues his patently, obviously nonsense Celtic for life line. Him not talking to his players is and always will be unforgivable. Well, that's how the Celtic fans feel. In the in the main, the vast majority think that they were deserted by Brendan Rodgers simply because there were two trophies still to be played for. Uh, the the seven that he had won should not be expunged from the record because Brendan Rodgers won them. Uh, they should be remembered uh, for the the scale of the achievement, but. The fans definitely feel disillusioned by someone who left when two other trophies 
We're still being contested We're about to hear from Stephen Gerrard He talks about Alfredo Morelos Against Scott McKenna He wants to continue the form Going to Hamden So let us know your thoughts On that game At the weekend A huge game 01419511025 Get them in right now And we'll do that After Charlie and Cambus Lang Hi Charlie Good evening panel How are you all? Good, good thank you Hi Charlie Ah good good uh, My point is, is that Regarding the Brendan Rogers situation I think personally The guy um, He sees this as a retirement move Basically, it lifts a lot of pressure off him. He's able to step into Leicester City, get a lot more money, and now he doesn't have to win 10 in a row. He's able to sit mediocre table, doesn't have to worry about anything else. And if he would have stayed in Scotland or stayed with Celtic and then lost the league next season and stopped the 10 in a row, he'd be hated just as much for the Celtic fans. And they can say what they want, but that's fact. The man's a genius. He's just took it. He's, he's taken his money and he's went, do you know what, it's time for me to go. Let's get back into the Champions League and try and play amongst big, big decent footballers again. Um, but he's retiring. That's what he's doing. He's retiring from pressure, and he's not having to worry now about ten in a row or any of that anymore. I, I would have, to, I would have to disagree with you, Charlie. He's forty-six years old. Uh, therefore, retirement is not uh, an option for Brendan Rodgers. I would imagine he would see himself in management for the next twenty years. Uh, yes. There was an enormous pressure on him And that enormous pressure Has now passed on to Neil Lennon Because the supporters do Crave 10 in a row And that responsibility now Rests with Neil Lennon He's a big boy He can handle all that But I don't believe that uh, that Brendan Rodgers gave up the Celtic job For that purpose He gave it up Because he wants back Into England's Premier League He may make Leicester City sound like Barcelona But he knows They'll never play in the Champions League Leicester City And that he's there To put himself in a shop window And to get to a bigger English or continental club I mean Derek Pressure comes in In different forms that, yeah. You know Charlie's talking about This pressure of going for 10 in a row But you know what The English Premier League is right There is a there is a, a real A realistic chance That if Brendan Rodgers Finishes the season poorly And starts the next one poorly This time next year He won't even be The Leicester manager So I'm not quite sure How we come to this conclusion That he doesn't have Have pressure As, as a Leicester manager I, I think as, as, as a Leicester side I mean they're middle of the table as I said, they're not going to get relegated. You know, they're not going to get into Europe. They're a side that can go five or six games without winning, and then they can win three or four in a row. They do have talent. When you've got the players of Maguire and Vardy stature, you know, and they've got a lot of good young kids. And I think that's what he's looking at as well. And he's obviously spoke to him and said, "Look, it's a team now that's really struggling a wee bit. I'm going to need money if you if you want to take this team forward. I'm going to have to get money to buy players. So all that would have been mm. spoken about before he signed anything. So I think he's he's gone to a club. But you're right, there won't be any pressure on because I don't think they're ever going to get relegated. Yeah, at the moment, and, that, and that's the main thing. Yeah, at the moment, but that's all we can talk about. You know, can we can't talk about yeah, anything. Go, Charlie. But I think I think it's an easier it's an easier club to go to because there's less pressure. That's for sure, Charlie. That's all what I was trying to emphasize on. It's the less the pressure, definitely. But as far as I was aware. He's had the conversation with the board of Celtic before he even went to Leicester and asked what was he getting in the summertime to strengthen his squad. I mean, he's looking across the city and he sees how Rangers are doing. And apparently he never got much feedback on that. And apparently that was a push to his decision. Who told you that, Charlie? Oh, okay. I'm not going to say too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but like I'm being serious. Apparently the offer wasn't there to like that Leicester City had to put in the pot. And at the end of the day, he's got to go with the money. I'd imagine Leicester would, if, would spend if more. It was your, if, if it was any one of your sales and the opportunity came up with that kind of money, would you say no? I never, I never doubt that 
football men Whether they're players or managers Are the same as the rest of the working population If they get a chance to go to a bigger club With more money Then of course you take it But uh, he didn't go to a bigger club uh, He has gone back to a bigger environment The English Premier League, league yeah. In the hope of getting a bigger job there Or on the continent Thanks to Charlie and Cambus Lang Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard He wants his Rangers players to maintain their form To take them to Hamden They head to Aberdeen for tomorrow's Scottish Cup tie That'll be Sunday's Scottish Cup tie Having scored 14 goals in the last three games without reply I think the players are in, in a good place um, There's been a lot of positive uh, play in our game of late Keeping clean sheets So yeah, the feeling's good amongst the boys But we also are well aware that um, this cup tie is a, a big challenge for us. Um, a tough game away at Petodri, um, and it's one that uh, we're certainly looking forward to. You know, we know Aberdeen are going to be fired up for it. These games are always uh, very tense games. Uh, you know, a lot of physical physicality in the game. So the players are well aware of it. But I think the players are really looking forward to this. It's a it's a huge game for us. It's a competition we want to do really well in. Um, so yeah, we, we can't wait for the game to start Give us your Aberdeen Rangers thoughts on 01419511025 Stephen Gerrard's looking forward to Alfredo Morelos against Scott McKenna Going head to head once again Both players were sent off at Pataudry last month Gerrard hopes it's different this time I think they're both box office to watch for, for, for neutral people um, I'm sure it'll be another physical battle between them both And hopefully both players stay on the right side of it this, this time and we can see that box office battle for 90 minutes because I think it was a real shame last time both of them getting sent off. You know, I was really enjoying it. Uh, Scott's a tremendous def- defender. He's always physical. Um, and Alfredo on the day was unplayable. So it was certainly great to watch, but hopefully both players can stay on the pitch for 90 minutes this time because, you know, they're the type of players and battles that everyone wants to see, uh, but not for just part of the game for all of it. I mean, Derek, they've, they've tussled so many times. Alfredo Morelos has been sent off in those tussles twice. They get the first one rescinded, Same, yeah. then the most recent one. Um, it's just, it is, the, the, the phrase Stephen Gerrard used, box office, it is a huge physical defender going up against a striker who loves that side of it as well. Yeah, but the, there's other big challenges as well in midfield. I mean, Ryan Jack never gets an easy time up there as well. You know, it's a tin helmets case on Sunday. I think we all know, and the manager has just suggested that, this is going to be a battle. Don't look for nice, silky soccer on Sunday. I don't think players are going to get time on the ball to do that because I think both of them, certainly Aberdeen though, this is their last chance of winning something. You know, Rangers will still feel, and, and that's how they will always believe that they can, they can maybe sneak this league, uh, league. They're not going to give up, but Aberdeen have had it. So their only chance of anything this season is to qualify, you know, for the Scottish Cup and win it. So that's why it's going to be a battle and and I think it's just going to be fantastic. I mean, Rangers have been dealt a blow with a ticket dispute. You know, half of them are not going to be there for whatever reason it is. It doesn't matter. But it's always a good game up there. And, and there's not only that one battle, I think there'll be five or six battles, man for man. It's whoever, it's whoever gets the best of his, his opponent that are going to win the game. If Rangers have more players getting the better of Aberdeen players, then there's only one team going to win it. But I'll tell you what, it's not going to be a nil-nil, that's for sure. There are goals going to be scored on Sunday. Stephen Gerrard says Rangers are in a good place and he's absolutely correct. Aberdeen, meanwhile, are in a mediocre place. Rangers scored four the last time they were at Petaudry. Celtic scored four the last time they were at Petaudry. St Mirren scored a couple to get a draw at Petaudry. Stenhouse Muir got a draw at Petaudry and a cup replay. And Hamilton Ackies got 
Arguably the result of midweek By going there and winning 2-0 Aberdeen are minus important players Like Shea Logan and Gary Mackay-Steven They are undoubtedly In a mediocre place They are second favourites on their own ground on Sunday But do you know what you When Rangers come a-calling Everybody lightens up Don't worry about it I, I, I totally agree but, but 100% what you're saying You're right It's not going for them You can't switch it off and on But when Rangers come calling It's a different Aberdeen team that come out They showed four the last time they were there Rangers <laughs> Willie's a Rangers fan from Easterhouse Just how big a game is this on Sunday Willie? Hi Rangers Aberdeen is a tough, tough tussle nowadays eh, Just my other point was regarding eh, the, the, the fans showing at Brendan Rodgers yeah, To be honest with you, it's, it's bad and disgusting that certain ex-successful ex-manager I heard it in the news last night, but goodness me I don't remember hearing anything as bad as that You could really just say, I suppose they started to shout at each other I said that was that was dis- that was disgusting. I thought. Well, pa- the word passion it covers a multitude of sins, and uh, the things that have been said about Brendan Rodgers have been sinful. Uh, but that's the way of the world here in in this country. Uh, when a manager leaves under those circumstances, criticism will undoubtedly follow. Some of the criticism has been well over the top. Other parts of the criticism have been heartfelt and justified. Am I right in saying you sorry God? Am I right in saying that he's got the second best record of any Celtic manager behind Jock Steen? Would, well, would that be true to say that? Well, uh, it probably depends what your what your measurement is. If yeah, it was total I mean, trophies won, and Martin O'Neill took Celtic to a European final, mm. uh, you know, the, it, it doesn't matter. Arguably, he, yeah. he deserves praise and thanks for the seven trophies that he won for Celtic. He does not deserve uh, obscene songs. Uh, he does deserve criticism for jumping ship when two trophies were still being contested. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Listen, there's been a lot said on Brendan Rodgers, and I'm sure we will, we will say some more on it. Just on what we were hearing from Stephen Gerrard, Hugh, that game between Aberdeen and Rangers is it, mm. is this is this a season defining game then for 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 Rangers? Yeah. If I assume you think eight points is too big a gap to make I, up in the league, maybe I, you don't. I think the odds in Edward goal at Tynecastle was tremendously important for Neil Lennon and Celtic. Uh, it, it took the, the pressure off because had Celtic drawn the first game in the immediate aftermath of Brendan Rodgers' departure, it would have added to the strain and tension. Now we go back to this weekend's situation where Celtic are at Easter Road tomorrow. What an epic game that is going to be. They are still... Faced with this treble treble The responsibility of delivering the treble treble It's a big ask for Neil Lennon But he'll take it all on board And and he'll deal with that Rangers go to Pataudry I think Rangers go there as favourites to win the game They scored four the last time they were there It's not the case that Aberdeen now Rise to the occasion when they see Aberdeen uh, uh, Playing Rangers or Celtic Because Celtic scored four Rangers scored four They're in a Awkward, mediocre place. But remember, Aberdeen. remember, Aberdeen came to Ibrox and won two 0 as well, and won a hand. They're, they're they're capable of doing that. Yeah, but it, for you're right, Gordon, in the sense that the, the the pressure on Rangers is that a cup exit could mean that's the season over. Let's speak to John, who's a Rangers fan in Paisley. Hi, John. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Good, Good. thank you, John. Are you looking forward to this one on Sunday? I certainly am. But first of all, somebody died or something because Brendan Rodgers is no less Celtic and he. If you listened to his interview last week, 
he said Celtic and all I'm a, a middle championship team anyway. Did he? After his best, aye, after the Valencia game, listen to his, aye, that's what he said. He said they were a mid-table championship team. Yep, we gone look his interview last week, so uh, and I don't support Celtic, and I heard them talking. Mm. I must admit, so, I don't remember it, but I'll take your word for it. I'll, I'll look that up, John. So, but uh, what they're saying about him and all that, listen, there's more important things in life. Maybe he's died or nothing, so just go on, mate. But Sunday, I'm looking forward to. But McKenna and Morales, what do you think will happen here? DJ, that's one for you. I think it's going to be a battle. That's it. Can't you? Know, what I want, I don't want anybody set off. Listen, you can play hard, but you can play hard but fair. I think nowadays it is difficult to make tackles. I mean, if you if you're out by a, a tenth of a second and and you're late with it, then referees are very very quick to give you yellow and red cards. The two of them can battle all the like, but they've got to play within the rules. And I know at times it's difficult. It's all right, people say, well, you should count to 10 when he's kicked. No, you don't get a chance to count to 10. I mean, you don't even get a chance to count to a half a one. You know, it's just one of these things that you react to what happens. And I think both of them know exactly what's happened. Both of them have been sent off. They know exactly what they're getting into. But this is not all about Morelis and him. It's not mm. about these two. There's going to be a lot of battles in this game. And I think there's there's a lot more going to happen rather than these two. But these are the two that most people will be watching. I would accept that. Hugh, if you remember before Morelos got sent off, before they both get sent off in that game Morelos was was bordering on the unplayable he was running yep. Aberdeen ragged yep. so how do you <laughs> I mean listen if you, if you knew this the answer you probably wouldn't be here how yeah. do you get him to, to play to that level and just on the line without without crossing the line Brendan Rodgers uh, Stephen Gerrard I beg your pardon has tried everything with regard to Morelos to try and keep his feet on the ground and on the pitch and he, so he's not sitting in the stand so Bren, uh, Stephen Gerrard will try everything in his power to get Morelos focused if he is the unplayable Alfredo Morelos Then Not Scott McKenna Or anybody else Will stop him And what, Rangers will win it Pataudry What I, what I, know, what I noticed so, Sorry yeah, sorry, John Sorry John What, what I did notice and I, and I said that And it's happening All the time now Anytime he gets involved Slightly with anybody There's players going over to him And dragging him away From the situation And he's walking away It's not as if he's arguing With his own teammates He realises that people Are trying to help him Joe Warrell ran about 40 yards the other day and grabbed them and took them away from it. They've got to help. The manager can only say so much, but he's off the pitch. The players have got to handle him on the park as well. John. Wednesday well, right. Dundee. Darren O'Dea made an interview when he be seen Morelis gives as good as what he gets. He quite enjoys getting the, the battles that's going on. Yeah. Right? But if you'd watch Wednesday night, the amount of times that the deep players took him out of the game after a ball. And I was actually quite proud of him that night there for no reaction because there was one tackle uh I was in Uri and Hoff when he was controlled, backing up and he got took right out of the game. The ref played the advantage. Went and spoke to the guy but didn't book him. Yeah. Why would you speak to somebody and no book him? He's obviously done something but he took Morelos right out of the game. Do you know what? I'm, 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 I'm uncomfortable with this line of questioning because we are, in a way, suggesting that Alfredo Morelos could get sent off on Sunday. And, uh, you know, he, he has to start each match with a f- fresh... Clean sheet of paper And be given the chance To show that oh, Listen absolutely But yeah. every time a team Plays each other Hugh We always look for Recurring themes From previous meetings So yeah. I, I don't think It's that outrageous Is it? Well I mean you've got Stephen Gerrard The Rangers manager Talking about Morelos Against McKenna He's talking yeah. about He hopes they don't Get sent off That makes it perfectly well, Valid for us to discuss Alright then If we take it That he's a big boy He must know He must know That everyone talks About his temperament As much as his ability so if he lets himself down on Sunday 
And therefore lets the club down I would say that Rangers would be better off Selling him at the first opportunity Because he's no use to them 01419511025 More of your calls after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Win the compensation you deserve Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson are here So why not join us on the phones or on Twitter At Clyde SSB In response to the, the previous call Talking about Celtic uh, And being a championship side Stephen clarifies it He says that Rodgers didn't say Celtic were a mid-table championship side He said they had a mid-championship budget However, this is completely inaccurate As Celtic turn over and pay more Than every championship Dutch, Austrian, Belgian and Portuguese club Apart from Benfica, he says Well, he's done his homework I don't have any problem with that That's at Clyde SSB 01419511025 That is the number you need tonight That's why I say, Gordon That Celtic's wage bill is too high, I think For a Scottish club and needs to be looked at uh, But it was uh, symptomatic of Celtic Trying to accommodate Brendan Rodgers In every way they could They denied him nothing uh, And in return He left them with the league still going I love this theory Hugh I, I, This is one of my favourites Mev is on He says Gordon are you going to call Hugh out On his reverse psychology nonsense He always oh. spouts Now Pataudry and Sunday will be a stroll for Rangers Utter rubbish He's so transparent well, I, I don't know who the, you're trying psychology no, on I, I, I didn't use the word stroll That word is simply not there It wasn't used I said it was a team in a good place Which was uh, Stephen Gerrard's expression Versus a team who are in a mediocre place And I use statistics Ladies and gentlemen of the jury To back that up I use Rangers scoring four the last time they were there Celtic scoring four the last time they were there Stenhouse Muir getting a draw when they were there I don't think Aberdeen have won in seven home games have they? Yeah. I think maybe that's where your theory comes from Hamilton Ackies have won there midweek And St Mirren got a 2-2 draw there At the moment at Pataudry They are uh, A six letter word beginning with R And ending with N Rotten Alright oh, You had me worried there uh, 01419511025 Is the number you need Bernie has called the number Bernie's in the south side Hi Bernie Hi Gordon Hi um, Hugh Hi Derek Hi Hello, Bernie uh, Hi Hi guys I was just thinking um, Just a point we are making earlier on You know like about um, Brendan's legacy and everything And I think Yeah that has to be acknowledged You know he did leave a legacy But it's just the the manner in which he left and I just think he totally discarded that to the fans and especially the players you know these guys that he worked with every day and he just did they off on the Monday as far as we know do you know what I mean they were told the Tuesday and anyway it's till today you know to then make a statement you know I, I wondered even if that was to see the result of what happened then on Wednesday and then they can say oh well I've left this legacy and everything and I think yeah, we're all angry, we're all hurt at the moment, you know. He will be more forgiven in time, but, you know, that takes a long time, you know. It's not automatic, you know. So I think, like, the reaction you're getting, like, for the fans and everything, you know, is is, is absolutely bona fide. To be fair you know? to Brendan Rodgers, he, he didn't wait until today. It's simply the fact that Leicester play what for tomorrow and this is the normal standard procedure. Managers do their press conferences on the Friday When they have a game on the Saturday But in general terms Bernie For me it's like a very good book That has a rubbish ending It was a very good story under Brendan Rogers. Seven trophies in a row The invincible season, the double treble 
equaling Walter Smith's record of seven trophies in a row. And then came the rubbish ending when he left when two trophies were still being contested. The Celtic supporters are dismayed by that. Had he gone at the end of the season, I believe that whether Celtic had won the two trophies or not, he would have gone with great respect and gratitude. Mm. But it's the manner of his departure. Good book, rubbish ending. Derek, from the from a Rangers perspective, I think it's fairly obvious. Rangers fans will be watching this situation and hoping that it weakens Celtic. We don't know whether it will. We'll find out in the coming weeks. D- do you do you think it will, or no. do you think Neil Lennon ha- can just sort of pick up where Brendan Rodgers left off? Listen, we, we all know Neil Lennon. Neil Lennon's been there before. He's won things with Celtic. He's played there. He knows the club inside out. He's probably got a lot more passion than Brendan Rodgers will ever have. And I think that showed through on Wednesday night, you know, when, when Celtic are still battling away and scoring the 92nd minute. You've seen the reaction from him. They're certainly not weakened, absolutely not, because Neil Lennon is a good coach. You can talk about his temperament off the park and everything else, fine. But on the park, he gets players playing, and I don't think Celtic are weaker at all. It's going to be fascinating to see, well, maybe we'll never find out, Hugh Keevens, because uh-huh. Neil Lennon has won things as Celtic manager, Brendan Rodgers has won things as Celtic manager, so they're both good in their own way, but yeah. what I don't think anyone would disagree, like very different very different people Very different personalities Very different styles yeah. so, I would be keen to see What the what the players think In the coming weeks As to the difference in styles Players I think Will not play In the Brendan Rodgers way I think Neil Lennon Looks at the, the Playing from the back Aspect of it all And he's not having it uh, I think you'll find that, that Celtic will play in a different way well, I, I think he said he, He's not, he's not going to scrap it altogether He just doesn't want it to be as you know, he doesn't want to take maybe so so many chances, but you'll vary it. You'll vary it. Depending on what team he plays against. He said him. himself, he's not going to make wholesale changes. No, no, no. But but there will be changes. It will not be like a Brendan Rodgers team. You said yourself entirely different personalities. I'm told that uh, Neil Lennon wants nothing to do with the uh, the big flashy office that uh, Brendan Rodgers had at Lennox Town. He wants back to his own wee cubby hole because he's happier there, and it will be a different style of management. But uh, Neil Lennon. I think is going to show a more mature side to his personality. He's you know he's nearer fifty than anything else now, so you know it's time for him to get rid of some of the rough edges. And I believe that he wants to take on the mantle of Celtic manager uh, on and off the park. And uh, he has got a heavy burden on his shoulders because. He takes over and he has to win see, at Hearts. See, Neil, when he was at Hibs, when they beat Celtic twice, remember the two games, they beat the Celtic 2-0. Uh-huh. What, did, what did Neil do that day? He got his men pushing forward. Celtic were trying to play the ball from the back. They closed them up and stopped them doing it. And in the end, thoroughly deserved it. So he knows. Tactically, mm-hmm. he's very, very astute. So you'll get it right with Celtic. Final word to you, Bernie. Um, yeah, I agree with the guys there, you know, and like um, who says, you know, I, I don't think they're weakened, um, the players, you know, but I think they definitely have uh, maybe been a bit battered just by um, the urgency of Brendan Rogers feeling that he had to leave, like, there and then, you know, I don't think that's good for any club at all, at any time, you know, when the manager just discards them like a... I don't know, like a snotted out hanky, you know, I've got to just put that in the bin and then moves on. And like, for you saying to you, you know, like they make a statement, you know, like on a Friday before a game, you know, um, Brendan's got really good PR behind him. There was nothing that I really think, you know, like if he'd finished his ties with Celtic, there was nothing really to stop him, you know, like making a statement. 
like to the the fans at least, you know, we could have made like calls to the players, whatever. But definitely out to the fans before waiting like three days. You know, it's it, it's such a sour taste in the mouth. Like yeah. I say, you know, but I think we all get like he's like you say what he's done the invincible again the double treble and everything. But it's just this it's 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 kind of really just rotten. Again, it's gonna stick with us for a long time, you know. Again, Leicester had a match midweek. And this was his first opportunity to meet the press and to give his statement. It's about Neil Lennon and coping with a side minus Christie, Rogic, and Sham McGregor. And he started to cope at Tynecastle. Beat the pundit with goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL, and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Here is your chance to come on, get a crack at Hugh Evans or Derek Johnson, sweep them aside on Beat the Pundit and walk away with a signed ball. It sounds simple and it sometimes is simple. So 01419511025, that's the number you need and you need it now because you only have until the news at 7 o'clock if you want to play tonight. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to thompsons.com. Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson here with me Gordon Duncan and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard we have been hearing from Brendan Rodgers for the first time since he left Celtic we've also heard from Stephen Gerrard building up to that huge game between Aberdeen and Rangers this weekend we're going to get the thoughts of Neil Lennon on going back to Easter Road that's after we do this Beat the Pundit with goals in the Scottish Sun the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday Wednesday and Saturday Yes, it is beat the pundit time Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson are standing by They're both Hugh Evans is doing some sort of a warm-up routine Calisthenics we call it Right, okay, I thought it was your Mr Motivator impersonation It's not pretty, I can tell you that One of them though is up against Andy Who's a Motherwell fan from Motherwell How are you tonight, Andy? Yeah, not bad at all, mate, how's things? Yes, not too bad uh, did, you, did, you, did you sit and wait for Friday night Because you particularly wanted to face Hugh Evans or Derek Johnson? Well, no, Found out that he's doing exercises before this. I'm a bit worried. Yeah, he should be. He's, he's got his game face on. It's, it's, it's quite disturbing. It's all right. He's got his inhaler out now. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's fine. Right, Andy, here's the drill. I'm going to toss the coin. If it's heads, you're up against Hugh Keevens. And if it's tails, it will be Derek Johnson. And it Ooh. helps if you catch the coin. Now it's on the floor. And I'm going to have to look down. And it's tails. Derek Johnson up against Andy from Motherwell. So I'll give DJ some Clyde too and make sure he doesn't know what you're saying. And we'll get the clock up and running Andy, you've got 30 seconds Head to head with DJ You can pass Here's your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Yeah, here we go Which team plays at Somerset Park? United Who did Morton face tonight at Capelo? Falcon What nationality was former Rangers player Brahim Himdani? Moroccan Who did Celtic face in the final of the 1967 European Cup? Pika uh, What is Cowden Beast's nickname? The Blueberry is out who is the current captain of Motherwell? Peter Hardwick. Uh, Nicky Clark currently plays for which Scottish team? Berlin. And which English team did Richard Goff play for after Rangers? Everton. Okay, doke. Let me bring Derek Johnson back. DJ, can you hear me? I can hear you. You can. Right. Same set of questions to you, shall we? Okay. Your time starts now. Which team plays at Somerset Park? Air United. Who did Morton face tonight at Capolo? Falker. What nationality was former Rangers player Brahim Himdani? Oh, French. Who did Celtic face in the final of the 1967 European Cup? What is Cowden Beath's nickname? Pass. Who is the current captain 
of Motherwell. Class. Nicky Clark currently plays for which Scottish Dundee United. team? And which English team did Richard Goff play for after Rangers? Everton. Andy, I was looking through the questions quickly and I saw your Motherwell captain one coming up. If you didn't get that right, you're you're gonna be kicked out. You'll not be getting back into the town next time your passport gets checked at the Strathclyde Park. <laughs> The Celtic one I'll not live down either I don't think Yeah you're going to be Kicking yourself for that one Aren't you Let's go through them And we'll find out uh, How good or bad it was Which team plays at Somerset Park It is Air United You both got it One all um, I must say Bit of sympathy for Andy Who did Morton face tonight At Capelo It's on in the four <laughs> Massive television screens That we've got in the studio Andy So uh, you, you got it right anyway Derek had an easy run at it Two all What nationality no, oh did he know that one Yeah he oh, knew I thought it. He he it. He No he still know. got Sorry. it uh, What nationality Was former Rangers player Brahim Hemdani is he Algerian? Oh, yeah, he is Algerian. Well done. God, see, that was those exercises. Yeah. Yeah. Off. It worked, it worked yeah. uh, Right, two all. Who did Celtic face in the final of the 67 European Cup? Andy, you're right. You'll never live that one down. It was Inter Milan. Uh, so 3 2 to Derek who did, who Johnson. Who did Andy say? Benfica. What? Yeah. Lisbon uh, and all the rest of it. Of yeah, moment of madness. Uh, what is Cowden Beast's nickname? It's the Blue Brazil. Blue Brazil. Andy equalises oh. straight away. So it's three all Who is the current captain of Motherwell? This was the one that he couldn't really get it wrong Could he? It's Peter Hartley So Andy moves in front Oh no Nicky Clark currently plays for which Scottish team? Andy said Dunfermline Derek said Dundee United He used to play for Dunfermline mm-hmm. And now he plays for Dundee oh, United So Derek Johnson equalises Two minutes to go, four each And on to the final question Which English team did Richard Goff play for after Rangers? It is Everton you both got oh, it Which means five We all. go to a tie break Five all We've not oh, had one of them in a while Andy good Well effort. done Andy boy Well done Here's the deal on the tiebreaker, Andy I'm going to read the question I'll get Derek Johnson to write his answer down And I'll then invite you to give me your attempt Okay No problem Good man right Here's the question Topical What was Brendan Rodgers win percentage As Celtic manager Derek Johnson Write your answer down please that sharp intake of breath was Hugh Keevans recovering from his exercises. <laughs> what was Brendan Rodgers' win percentage of Celtic boss? Hold it up, please. Andy, what are you going for? 72%. Andy goes 72. Derek Johnson goes 85. If you're interested, Hugh Keevans went for... Se- 79. The answer is 69.82. Oh, so Andy no. does it on the tiebreaker. Well done, Andy. Excellent. Good man. Well done, Andy. Well the done, signed son. ball is on its way. I'll get Gordon Dale to drop it off since he's a Motherwell resident. Well done. That was Andy on Beat the Pundit getting one over on Derek Johnson on a listen. You, what a good You don't game mind the tiebreaker, oh, do you? Being on penalty kicks. Penalty can't help that. That's Absolutely. It. There we go. So, apparently, DJ, <laughs> you're going to have to have a word with the producer. DJ's just buzzed in my ear just to rub salt in the wounds, and he says, DJ's lost three in a row. He says Oh is that right (laughs) So there we go You can see him on the way out 01419511025 That game is underway now Hugh Keevans Morton and Falkirk at Capelo Yeah nil nil. Five minutes gone Important for both clubs of course uh, And that you've always got The Ray McKinnon aspect (laughs) Now the manager of Falkirk Start the season as the manager of Morton So It's important for Falkirk though They're still down Near the bottom of the the championship and they have to get out of that area I've got a confession to make it makes no difference by the way I had nothing to do with it but I think I know Andy 
Oh, right. Yeah, I do. But don't, don't accuse me of anything. I didn't know he was going to fall well, up. Well, you know all the Motherwell fans. So well, I'm just he, saying. He's taking a lap of honour around Fair Park at the moment anyway. So. I thought you were going to say Strathclyde Park. No, that no, would take no. you quite some time, right? Okay, uh, let's continue our build-up to the weekend's big games. 0141-951-1025. Let's hear more on Aberdeen against Rangers because that's going to be a big one on Sunday. In the meantime, though, what about Neil Lennon? He says his focus is Celtic's treble treble, not the reception he'll get when he returns to Easter Road. He does return there tomorrow, just four weeks after he left the club. I'm working for the players and with the players. There might be a few subplots, you know, regarding me going back, but it's not the major issue here for me. The major issue is for me to negotiate, help negotiate a, a very, very difficult cup tie for us and get to the semi-finals. It'd be a bit surreal going back so early, but um, I'm, I'm ready for it and prepared for it. And um, you know, this is I'm very familiar, as you can be, with the club, as Celtic. So there's a lot of familiar faces around the place, and I know the the backdrop of what's required. I'm running out of uh, how many subplots we've got here. Hugh yeah, to this yeah. Brendan Rodgers thing, as if going back to Tynecastle wasn't spectacular enough for Neil Lennon. A couple of days later, he's off to Easter Road, where he was the manager until four weeks ago. He's always said the right thing since taking over uh, from Brendan Rodgers that. It's not about Neil Lennon It's about the club And the situation the club finds itself in Post Brendan Rodgers Every time Celtic go on to the park Including tomorrow at 5.15 It's about the treble treble And Neil Lennon has been charged With the responsibility of bringing that home to Celtic So that's what it's about tomorrow It's not about the fact that the Hibs Got rid of him under mysterious circumstances uh, he owes Hibs absolutely nothing Hibs have paid him up in full For his time there And the, the, the way his contract was cut short So they owe him nothing Literally uh, So it's about a football match And an excellent one it promises to be As I say Celtic have done very well Considering they are without Christie In Sham McGregor Rogic Very important players And they have been coping very well with that So they're also playing a Hibs side who I think have made one of the best signings of the January transfer window in Mark McNulty on loan from Reading. He has been in superb goal scoring mm. form and he and Florian Camberry will be a real danger to Celtic. And they won the last two games under the manager, yeah. you know, so they're in a bad form. What does it add to the football match itself, Derek, the fact that Neil Lennon clearly knows those players inside out? I mean, they know him as well, yeah, to be yeah, fair, but, but yeah. he, he knows Hibs. Uh, does that does, does it make it easier? Is it as simple as well, that? Well, it doesn't make it easy because the players still have to play. I mean, I mean, he knows every one of the Hibs players. He knows exactly how they're going to play. He knows the weaknesses. He knows the strength of them. So surely that's got to help Neil Lennon. But Celtic have got to play as well. It's all right saying he knows all about the team. But if your team doesn't play, then you don't win the game. Because remember the last couple of times when, when, when Hibs have won it, they've got in and about Celtic and pressurised them. I would expect them to do that again tomorrow. So it's how Celtic react to that. Uh, Paul is in Cumbernauld as a Celtic fan. What's your point tonight, Paul? Yeah, how you doing, boys? Good, thanks. Uh, it's just amazing what like, 24 hours can do in football, you know what I mean? One minute you're feeling so low, down, betrayed, everything, really feeling terrible that morning. Uh, to the way the players performed in uh, the Wednesday night under Neil Lennon, I thought it was an excellent performance. I think Big Beaton's going to be a crucial player in this running. Uh, anyway, I'd just like to say that Neil Lennon fits there like a glove. We're just so lucky to have him to... Uh, Go in there and sort us out, and I've just thought that you know maybe give them a contract for the two year. Well, to be fair to Celtic, everyone needs to calm down, and it's 
Incredibly fortunate for Celtic That Neil Lennon was there And available He understands the circumstances Under which he's come in After Brendan Rodgers It's his until the end of the season It is his responsibility To try and win the the league And also to win the Scottish Cup So everyone can get on with that job And then assess the situation It it would have been um, Strange Of Celtic or any other club to have offered a manager a, a lengthier contract under those circumstances, New Lennon understands. He's quite understands happy to fully. It, yeah. yeah, yeah. Paul, do you not think it would be better just to wait and see how he does before diving in with a, a two-year deal? No, well, he's already had to, he already done this before, and he, he stepped in and to to create a plan. I mean, at the end of the day, no, I, I agree. Everyone, I'm quite happy with we, Lennon in there. Don't get me wrong, I don't make a big issue about it. But I just think I, I wouldn't want anybody else to lead us to turn their own. I'd rather be Lennon there. But, but do you, do you know what? The, the, the bottom line the bottom line is that he's accepted it to the end of the season. I mean, he could have mm, said, yeah. oh, I don't want it. Give me a year's contract or two years. No, I'll take the job because he's out of work. It's his club. He loves the club. Been there, seen it and done it with him. So there's no Only, way he's going to knock it back. Also, Hugh, you don't get this too often where a manager takes over eight, you know, eight points clear with a limited number of fixtures left. I appreciate it's unlikely. Yeah. But imagine Celtic handed Neil Lennon a two-year contract And then he somehow doesn't win the league Yeah, as I say, it's unrealistic But that's proper business practice To do what Celtic have done I was thinking that Neil is the only man I can remember Who has come back to manage Celtic a second time Other than Billy McNeil And when Billy McNeil came back It was a Celtic centenary season Now that was a heavy number for anyone taking over Because there was a, a real... Responsibility to to win big in the club's centenary season, and, uh, and Billy McNeil won the League Cup double. Uh, so Neil has been given that kind of responsibility, and I'm quite sure that he's he's perfectly comfortable with it. Uh, the Odson Edward goal was, I repeat, incredibly fortunate for Celtic because had they dropped two points at Tyne Castle. Following on from Brendan Rodgers' departure It would have added strain Mm. To everyone Yeah we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB Stephen Kelly tweeted in His take is that Celtic have massively downgraded their manager Which in time will make them weaker So says Stephen Kelly on Twitter I think Uh, that's an insult to Neil Lennon To be perfectly honest This is someone who has uh, led Celtic to league titles Someone who has taken Celtic into the last 16 of the Champions League So I think that's disrespectful to say that he represents a massive downgrade It's getting a bit feisty between Morton and Falkirk But the man in the middle to calm it all down, Hugh Keevans Is the one and only Andrew Dallas There we go he's It was a late, to be fair, it was a late challenge I think it's, it's a yellow card all day long I think it's Buchanan and one that's going to get it Yep, Morton nil, Falkirk nil with only 11 minutes on the clock at Capolo. Ian McShane, Gregory Cannon uh, just getting the, the old talking to and now we'll find out if any cards are going to be brandished. I think it might just be the talking to. Let's speak no. to... Oh, is this a booking each? Two of them. Each. Two of them there we go. Ken is in Canvas Lang. Hi, Ken. Hi, Gordon. How you doing? Hi, Sutton. Hi, hi, DJ. Hi, Ken. Before I go on to the point I was going to talk about, just a wee question for DJ. 
Listen, for the last three years I've been magnificent <laughs> I've lost three in a row and I'm getting sick Yeah, by the way, on Twitter actually Someone, where was it? I hope I can Listen, find it Listen, it was five each I've done really well I was up against a boy that was clever King, King Mamser says I love Rangers But I love it when DJ gets cuffed in the quiz Because you just know that winning it is the highlight of his week <laughs> It certainly used to be Not that he can remember no. that far back Anyway, Ken I've lost, I've lost three out of 50 and I get sick Go for it Now, since after the Hearts, uh, the victory over Hearts, when everyone's saying about Lennon's off to a winning start, which to be honest, I actually don't agree with that because John Kennedy picked the team. He'd, he'd been taking the, the training the days beforehand. And for me, it's Kennedy's victory. If Lennon, if Celtic win at a weekend against Hibs, then Lennon's off to a, a, a winning start. I just think John Kennedy deserves the credit for the victory over Hearts. Well, uh, John, you John Kennedy will, will be the first to say that Celtic were the winners. Not John Kennedy, not Neil Lennon. Celtic were the winners, uh, regardless of who picked the team. You know, you wouldn't have been on saying that had the game finished one all. Yeah, uh, but so he was on the bench, Neil. It, it, doing it was, all the shouting. Like yeah, but, but, but to be fair, though, Ken, right in the sense that John Kennedy picked. He picked the team He was always going to be the man Who ensured some sort of continuity At least deserves credit what, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not trying to deny John credit I'm just saying that he Like Neil Lennon Will understand that It's not at the moment About personalities Individuals It's yeah. about it's about the team uh, Getting over The traumatic departure Of Brendan Rodgers uh, And continuing this quest For a league and cup double uh, Ken, you know all, all too well the, the pressure that comes with cup games at this stage. Just how big is the, the game at Easter Road tomorrow? Well, considering that the, um, the team, the Hibs team that Celtic will be facing will be Lennon's team. All right, the tactics won't, will not be Lennon's, but he should know that team out like the back of his hand. He'll probably know that team better than knows the Celtic team. But I think it's going to be a fantastic game. Yeah, I agree. I and I wouldn't like to try and um, pr- predict the, the outcome. Well, what is Hugh's prediction? Oh. Uh, oh, there you go! Oh, you put me on the spot there. I think uh, plenty of goals because of Camberry and Celti on Edward Burke and all the rest on the Celtic side. I would be inclined to go for Hibs one, Celtic two. There we go, Ken. I don't know what that means. Does that mean you're going to go and stick some money on the opposite of that happening? Well, as a Celtic fan, I'd. I wouldn't like to put any money on, on Hibs I think I'll, I'll stay away from the bookies this weekend <laughs> Quite right, you're a wise man Quite Ken right. in Canvas Bet, line Bet sensibly, yes 01419511025 We are also on Twitter At Clyde SSB uh, Derek Johnson A chance perhaps For you to redeem yourself mm-hmm. Because the full-time teaser Has a strict Rangers theme tonight Oh dear And the question Is coming up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevens and Derek Johnson here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Still goalless between Morton and Falkirk. You've done well speaking with a mouthful there, Gordon. <laughs> Excuse me? You just had your dinner. I would never. Consummate professional, as always. Uh, right, you've got the chance to redeem yourself because right. you've been getting a bit of stick for losing and beat the pundit, Derek, but we've got a full time teaser. That might be right up your street Okay, so The question is this Since 2000 Eight players have scored 20 or more Rangers goals In a single season Can you name them? So since 2000 Eight players have scored 20 or more Rangers goals In a single season Can you name them? It should be noted that some of these guys May have done it more than once Right, Morelos (laughs) Do you know what I should have said apart from him? 
Oh, apart from Morelos. I know, sorry, because that's the reason for the question, because he's obviously on course to do it. So apart well, from Morelos, yeah, my apologies. Morelos. Sorry, that, apart that, from him. That Genova. Yep, in 0405, you got 25 goals. Surprised that was your first guess, I must say. Funny uh, old game. Yep. So before Alfredo Morelos arrived, since 2008, players have scored 20 or more Rangers goals in a single season. Can you name them? Some of them have perhaps done it more than once. You can play along on Twitter Did, uh, at Clyde SSB. Joe Gardner? No. no. Come on. Joe Gardner. Joe Gardner. <laughs> right, carry on. Thinking about it. Right, okay. Uh, just let me find who sent the question in. It's important that we give them the, the shout out they deserve. It was Andrew McFadgen who sent this one in. Thank you to Andrew. Fulltime at Clyde1.com. That's fulltime at Clyde1.com. If you've got any questions, send them in because we would love to have them. Uh, what else is on your mind ahead of this weekend, Hugh Keevens? We've actually got a rearranged game, don't we, in the league? One that we didn't expect to have. Yes, Kilmarnock uh, Motherwell. against Motherwell, put off by the fog. Uh, so. I think Motherwell have made an outstanding gesture uh, by paying the admission money for those who were there uh, midweek to go tomorrow and uh, Motherwell will foot the bill for them. Uh, I think that's a magnificent gesture, yeah, one, well done, one, one they didn't have to make, but that is the essence of a community-based uh, fan-owned club. Yeah. Let's, let's not forget the Saints as well St Mirren Absolutely. A home game against Levy tomorrow uh, Motherwell assistant Keith Lasley Says he's hoping to see a huge turnout For the rearranged match The club is paying for all the fans returning After uh, Wednesday's abandoned match Lasley says it's a great chance For other people to join them as well We had a great following down there uh, 650 of them and Which is a great number uh, For a midweek And yeah hopefully we can get more down there A great gesture from the club to cover the cost And you know the fact it's it's you know five pound and uh, you know reduced prices for any you know fans that couldn't make it on Wednesday you know to to get down and supplement that you know that great number that we had down there so um, you know looking forward to hopefully a big Mullow support uh, you know pushing us on. Yeah, um, hopefully more will go. Uh, so it's a a big match for Kilmarnock because they've been again in the middle of a mediocre run uh, since they beat Rangers in the first game after the the winter break. They have, I think I'm right in saying, failed to win since then. So, uh, big afternoon for both clubs. A few guesses yeah. coming in for this teaser. We'll, we'll get you a couple of oh, uh, more minutes to think about it. But Gary Houston, Gary, you're just a bit out time-wise on your guess. Um, so that's all I'll say on that one. Uh, I can see Alan. Alan Shrug has got a decent shout as well. Lewis LBT coming in with some good answers. Let's go back to the phone zone and speak to Gareth, who is a Rangers fan in Balonok. Hi, Gareth. How are you doing, guys? Not too bad, Gareth. What's your point? Uh, what is uh, just the whole thing about um, Rogers? I think I'm a Rangers fan. But this is like Morales. Um, obviously, he was on the radio, come the radio other day there, and saying he was basically wanting to move to England. Um, I think Morales would be a bigger loss than Rogers would be, um, and I think maybe Rogers maybe make a up in the transfer window or during the summer. See what the guys think about that. Well, I think I mean he's going to score more than thirty goals this season. That's for sure. He's mm-hmm. what, what, twenty six, twenty seven, or something, twenty eight, maybe. Check. Yeah, so he's going to get a lot more than than thirty. So he's going to be a wanted man. I think there may well be clubs uh, in Europe looking at him, and certainly down south as well. And I think he wants to play. I, I think everybody's ambition that comes 
from foreign lands is to play in English football in the oh. Premier League because I reckon that is the place to be. It's the best games, it's the biggest money. So Morelos will be no different than anyone else. But the, the bonus for Rangers is the more goals he scores, the more pennies they're going to get from him. And I, I think that's the, the huge bonus for Rangers because there's, there's no doubt you, you'll, you'll get... You'll get more than if, if he scores more than thirty goals, which he will, and you're looking at ten million plus, you know, for Morelos and and Rangers can certainly, you know, buy a few players for that. Certainly going to have to buy another striker, that's for sure, if he goes because he's such an important player. But yeah, it looks. I mean, I'm not saying he's definitely going, but the the man is is looking to play at a higher level, and that'll be interesting to see what happens in the summer. Again, it's his. Think the fourth. Well, I think the fourth should be a better cover. Um, not a five striker I've done it um, Yeah I mean that's what he is Hugh Keevans at the moment yeah. he, he's, he's cover for Morelos yeah, I, yeah. I'm not sure um, I think it, it is as inevitable That Alfredo Morelos uh, Will leave Rangers As it was inevitable That Brendan Rodgers Would leave Celtic But I don't think You can contrast The loss of a striker With the loss of a club's manager The manager Is the all important figure yeah. Uh, at any football club uh, Morelos will be replaced uh, By as near as Rangers can find To uh, a, an adequate uh, Substitute uh, So Yes he will go Yes I agree with your valuation Gordon £10 million pounds would do it for me It wasn't me It was Derek Derek I beg your pardon <laughs> Don't blame uh, me but you, but you know what Hugh you know, After he was suspended For the game against Kilmarnock uh, they're all saying, "Well, the will have to come in. He's going to have to step up to the mark and score a goal because who else is going to score?" And all of a sudden, you get five, <laughs> and it's five different scorers. So yeah. that's a huge bonus mm. for the manager. It can be done. And by the way, Defoe clearly is chipping in with goals. Yeah, he did it again the other yeah. night. It's just, it's probably just that overall yeah. performance. His that, goal during the week was absolutely yeah. because you know why you get the, you get the perfect ball for him. The ball played inside the defender, and he's taken him on and hammered the ball in, and it was a smashing goal. And is that the way? It will be for a, a huge game this weekend. Morelos starts the game, the four starts on the bench, and then perhaps it probably, com- it probably will be. It depends on. on the way Stephen wants to play. He's been up there a couple of times in one, so that I don't think he'll 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 stray away from you know from the the, the way they played there. And certainly Morelos will start whether he has uh, the four wide or not. I think the two wingers are doing fantastic. I mean, he took Candias off and Kent off in the second half during the week and he said I'm going to, I'm saving them because they've played a lot of games so for me the two of them will play on Sunday and Morelos will play up and the four will be on the bench I, I think it's straightforward simple as that yeah uh, 01419511025 thank you to Gareth the Rangers fan from Ballonock still goalless in that big championship match tonight good between game end to end stuff yeah. and Falkirk it really is end to end stuff as Morton try and get in behind but it is still goalless uh, right on this teaser then since oh. 2000 8 players have scored 20 or more Rangers goals in a single season can you name them you've already got Nacho Novo now Rangers in that period of time Derek have been in the, the lower divisions who scored all the goals in the lower divisions yeah, you're still missing the most obvious one by an absolute mile uh, I said some of these guys have done it more than once this yeah. guy has done it five times in that period well, it wouldn't be Chris Boyd, surely. Yes. Chris Boyd. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be Chris Boyd? I know, I'm just thinking. It is Chris Boyd. You've got Chris Boyd and Nacho Novo. You've got two of eight. <sighs> wouldn't it be Naismith, no? No. No. All right, we can get back to it. Lewis is in Motherwell. Hi, Lewis. Hi, Hannah. How are you? Hi, Good, thank you, Lewis. Hey, I just wanted to offer a bit of defence to Brendan Rodgers, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. Um, 
I'm not a Rangers or a Celtic fan, but I just think I agreed with what Hugh was saying earlier on that I think it is just a little bit too far. I understand the hurt of people losing one of the best managers that they could probably get for where they are, but I just think the Leicester job offer, does offer a couple of things. I mean, they talk about it was giving up what was it, legendary for mediocrity, but I think everybody forgets that only a couple of seasons ago, Leicester were a goal away for the semi-finals of the Champions League. And it's not just that, they'll never get to their levels again, but they're only five points off of Europe where they sit just now, which by the end of the weekend, it could be two if they beat, I think it's Wolves are playing, I think if they beat them, they're within two of the Europa League next year as well, with a higher standard of players and better wages as well to go where I think Leicester would stand a better chance in the Europa League than Celtic would do. And they don't need to play six qualifiers like Celtic will either. They only need to play one qualifier for there. Um, I think a lot of people would pick the opportunity of Leicester uh, outside of Glasgow. Anyway, I understand people in Glasgow would probably pick Rangers or Celtic. But I think outside of that, I think the opportunity the Premier League brings is something a little more than Celtic can offer. And even if you say Celtic could beat Europe, playing down south, you get to go away to Chelsea, United, City, Liverpool. I don't know. I just don't think it's as crazy as people are making it out to be. No, it's purely and simply No one could uh, argue with the, the logic that you've presented But it's purely and simply the fact that Brendan Rodgers left With the league title still in the balance And the, the treble treble still in the balance Because Celtic are still in the Scottish Cup And have Hibs to play at Easter Road The Celtic supporters did not believe for one second that Brendan Rodgers would leave under those circumstances Had he gone to Leicester at the end of the season That's an entirely different matter But you have to remember The environment in which we live We had Andy, our second caller tonight Who said that he will never allow The name of Brendan Rodgers to be mentioned In his home again You know, and that's the way people feel And sometimes it's great But he did say he was going to be watching To make sure that Leicester lose every game So he might have to mute the television at that point But sometimes Gordon, in this life It's great to have someone Who doesn't understand this business At 8.40 on Tuesday morning We dropped our youngest grandchild off At nursery school At 8.41 Alec Ray phoned me and said Brendan Rogers is away (laughs) At 8.42 Alison Conroy phoned me and said Could you come down to the studio We need you to record some stuff And and at 8.44 My wife said to me Is this a big deal? (laughs) (laughs) So Your answer was? I, I said Dear, you can't answer. Uh, could you just run me down to the studio, please? Uh, so sometimes that was it's the polite n- version. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's nice to have someone who who doesn't get carried away with all of this. However, people are getting carried away, and they take it very seriously. And uh, you know that people might find it all uh, a bit extreme when the fans talk about their hurt and their anger and their sense of betrayal. But that's the way football is. Yeah. Lewis, you want to make a final point? Yeah, the only thing I want to say was just a wee throwaway comment that you said a couple of minutes ago about it being disrespectful to say that Lennon isn't on the level of Rodgers. Mm. I just wanted to say, it. I agreed with what you said before, but I think that is totally wrong. I think the evidence is what has happened down south. Uh, when Lennon was down south with Bolton and what Rodgers achieved with Swansea and then coming within three games of winning the Premier League, I don't think Lennon is anywhere near the level that Brendan Rodgers the, is. The, the, honestly, I don't even think it's one level. I think uh, Rogers is multiple levels above Lennon Well I could answer that to you by saying uh, That what the, the expression that I questioned was A massive downgrade As Morton go up against Falkirk 
The caller said that it was a massive downgrade I could counter your argument by saying Neil Lennon took Celtic into the last 16 of the Champions League When did Brendan Rodgers do that? No, I don't agree with you I don't think Rodgers is useful in Europe We've seen that with Liverpool Rodgers couldn't get out of the group stages I think in Europe, 110% Lennon is, has done his bit But when you play a team like Barcelona Or whatever it was that he, he used to get out of the To get into the last 16 It's not as if it was a stroke of genius It's the same tactic that everybody employs against Barcelona It's like 10 men behind the ball And hopefully we can nick something and well, they did, but teams like Ibar have done that to, yeah, yeah, to Barcelona. Yeah. But uh, all, all I was objected to is the the expression "massive downgrade." I I do think that's disrespectful yeah. to someone who has taken a team into the last sixteen of the Champions League, a Celtic team into the last sixteen, uh, to describe him as a massive downgrade. Unfair. Okay, okay thank you to Lewis in Motherwell. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. How are you two getting on with the teaser? Eight players since 2000 have got 20 or more Rangers goals in a single season. The two that I can think Before of. Before Morelos. Kenny Miller. Yes, in the 10-11 season he got 22. What about Martin Waghorn? Yes, he got oh, 28 yeah, that was a good one. in the 15-16 season. That's, that's who I meant when I said Joe Garner. Right, that's us halfway there. Let's speak to Charlie who's a Rangers fan. Hi Charlie. How are you doing Gordon? Good thanks. Can I speak to Derek please? He's listening. You're through Charlie. Hi Derry, good to see you on here, here you on tonight. Thank you. You're not on as much now. I know, I'm not light. <laughs> no, nobody likes <laughs> well, me, Charlie. Big man's missing the night again. Charlie, nobody likes me, but I'm here tonight anyway, what do you want to ask? Well, and let's, to let's be very clear, here. last time that you I mean, weren't on, you were ill. So I was ill, of course I was, Good yeah. to see you back. Yes. I'm one of your fans. Good man, nice to meet you. Hey, what it is, Derry, how do you turn around and say 10 million for Marellis? Oh uh, yeah, at least Derry. they said that, that's where Derry. they would start, yeah. Derry, where you but? They turned down nine million. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thing is, he's worth. I think my opinion is he's worth. He's double that. He's twenty million at least. Because uh, some of the Celtic players that went for like that, uh, I would say twenty at least. And Gerrard's turned down nine. Yeah, I mean, the I, mean I just threw that in with the, 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 the figures. I just said at least ten million. You're right; he may well get more than that. I don't know, but but it's good money, whatever it is. It'll be good money if he decides to go. It'll be good right. money for for Stephen to try and buy a couple of players anywhere, three, two, three or four players. I would imagine. I mean, Dembele's yeah. the only one who's gone for for that amount. Million, here. Yeah, the rest yeah. have been around the sort of thirteen, twelve, eleven. Yeah. And to be uh, and to be fair to Dembele, uh, Dembele uh, is now with a side to a third. Uh, in uh, France uh, Behind uh, Paris Saint-Germain And Lyon No oh, he plays for Lyon Who's second then <laughs> I had it in mind Anyway it, He's made the big move He's done well uh, And he's a very good player And he was worth the money uh, So Celtic Had a great piece of business there But You know This argument about what Morelos is worth You know the Players Go for what people Want to pay for yeah. them and if someone does think he's £20 million worth, then let them offer the money. Uh, but I do think that until he solves the problem with his temperament, people will think twice about him. He's outstanding. I've said it before, and I repeat I'm tonight. Not, I'm not sure they will, Hugh, because no. there are so many examples across the world at various levels of players who do have that issue, and it doesn't seem to put teams yeah. off. Well... If you're, if you're going to score 35 goals you Minimum And, and you'll score a th- 35 mm. That's what they'll be looking at It's up to them If they get him in You know To try and calm him down It's up to them to do it But if he's going to score mm. 35 right. goals You're going to get them I mean Dembele I think he scored more At this moment in time Than Dembele scored When, when You know Before he got his transfer 
It's just so difficult to com- I always think it's really tough To compare p- players Hugh Because you've yeah. got Different circumstances yeah. Morelos has been yeah. brilliant At the moment Of course there's that thing You know Rangers fans would want to see him Score more against Celtic Dembele scored a couple In the Champions League He had been in the English Championship Prior to coming up here I don't really know What impact that has What yeah. I do know yeah. Is that it's difficult to compare Because they're two Completely different characters Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, so. and one's no longer In the country So all I'll say is Morelos is the best striker In the country By a distance uh, but we'll see who offers what, Tonight. and if it's high enough, Rangers would be yeah. wise mm. to to accept the money. Tonight's question is: Since two thousand eight players have scored twenty or more Rangers goals in a single season, you've got Waghorn, Miller, Boyd, and Novo. You're halfway there. I'll what? give you some thinking time. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson are here in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We were talking about Rangers strikers on the teaser. We've been talking about Alfredo Morelos. So while we're at it, Zach Rudden, the on-loan Rangers striker, has just scored an equaliser for Falkirk. It's his ninth goal since joining the Bairns on loan. A good header at the front post, got across legal day, bulleted the header into the back of the net. The Falkirk fans enjoyed that one, Derek. Yeah, they certainly did, and it was brave. I thought it was bad defending, though, by Morton, really. The, the centre-half should have been closer to him, goal side, but he wasn't. But he was brave, stuck his head in, and the ball went in the back of the net. Yeah, Kilty got the goal for Morton, incidentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's end-to-end stuff. It is full of needle Good game, uh, like it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, a lot at stake for both clubs. Right, tonight's question was sent in by Andrew McFadgen to fulltime at Clyde1.com. He's looking for eight players since 2000 who've scored 20 or more Rangers goals in a single season. Doesn't include Morelos. Mm. Hey, don't laugh at me now when I throw these names in. It might be from before that. Daly, John Daly. Oh, that's the hardest one. Yo. And you've yeah, got it. Mate, I didn't know if he was before that. 25 he got in the 13 14 season. I would say that's the hardest one. The other ones have no. I think De Boer, no. Yes, <laughs> Ronald De Boer. I'll only take one more guess because okay. you've only got two left. All right, the wee bar at of Rod Wallace. No, he was just before. Oh, I've... I think. Okay, that's good. Yeah. You're on fire, though. Daily. I was going to say Torrey Andre Flo, but he would be before that as well, is he? You've got Torrey Andre Flo, well done. That's <laughs> correct. Dear. One to go, I Derek. One to go. Plenty of time to get it. Let's speak to Is Jim. One to go? Let's speak to Jim, who's a Rangers fan in Rutherglen. Hi, Jim. Hi, good evening, guys. How you doing? Hi, Hi Jim. All right. Hi, Jim. Uh, just to talk about the Rangers, I think um, after the beginning of the season, we started off really strongly, and then we seemed to go through a kind of phase where it chopped and changed a lot. And for me, guys like Ajari and Pulabali were playing way more than the form um, should have allowed, if you know what I mean. But we seem to have now got, and what I, I think he knows what a first a 11 team. is and he's yeah. strongest. Yeah, a settled team. Like Jack, I feel, have got to play every week. And I think he's realised that now and he's got McCrory. <laughs> the wee fella, Kamara, if he Dundee, yeah. by the way, he's come in and hurt the ground running. Candice and Kent. And it looks like we're a far more yeah. settled side again. Um, and I, I know people over the other side of the divide will say something, but I think that the season's open for business again. I really do. I think we've got an outside chance of still pulling it back. Um, just wondering what you thought. Well, I, I think I think the the problem with Rangers was the centre backs. You know that they kept chopping and changing there simply because you know either a player was getting injured or he wasn't playing well. He had a couple of bad games, so he was chopping and changing. But the last four or five games has been Golston and Worrell. You know, in the last three games they haven't lost a goal. 
So there's there's a wee bit he knows. I think he now knows what his two strongest centre backs are. I think you're spot on with the midfield. I think the three lads that have played there the last three games and they've been outstanding is is Jack Kamara and Arfield. But uh, you know we're hearing Arfield has a slight niggly injury and, and he's a doubt for tomorrow. Yeah, that'll, be a, that'll be that'll be a blow for Rangers if he doesn't play. But you're right, they've got the likes of McCrory there or whoever they can bring in. But yeah, it's more it's looking more like a settled side now that Stephen Gerrard has got. Yeah, it was a massive win for Celtic at Tynecastle, but there are ten games left, thirty points to play for. The lead is eight points. Therefore, arithmetically, the caller's right. It, it's still. Uh, a subject for discussion The outcome of the title uh, So much will depend on Celtic Park On the 31st of March um, You know Were Celtic to win that game Then you know the, Even the arithmetic would look wonky then uh, But All that's for the future It's cup weekend uh, And then we'll get back down to league business But arithmetically You're right the, the, There's a league still to be contested yeah, I reckon so. And just see, can I just uh, mention Kamara again? It just shows you your two marquee signings that you bring in in the transfer window. And the wee fella for 50 grand for Dundee mm-hmm. keeps him out. The guy's been tremendous since he came in. He's got some engine DJ yeah. and he tracks back. But see when you're talking about the clean sheets as well, having Ryan Jack sitting in front of the two centre defenders yeah. makes some difference. And earlier in the season, he seemed to keep going with Ajari and Kulabali. I don't know because he brought them in and, and loaned it to play them. But it just wasn't working. Um, but yeah, but for a family I settled side now, and I still think we've got a good chance. A round side chance, but still a good one. Yeah, well, every game now is is a cup final for Rangers, and that's how they're going to be judged. You know, if they get beat on Sunday, you know, from Aberdeen, then that that's that's the cup gone for them. And if they lose another league game and Celtic win theirs, and they go mm. eleven points clear, then it becomes really really difficult. Then so every game has got to be treated as a cup final for Rangers. There is still a lot. Of football to be played here There's absolutely yeah. no doubt about that Where the Celtic fans would probably uh, Be feeling confident Is because the nature of the last couple of fixtures If you go away to Rugby Park You go away to Tynecastle Eventually you're running out of those so-called the Tough fixtures one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, yeah, Yes, they yeah. do still have to play Rangers and so on But had they not come away with six points from the last two yeah. Then it would be looking a lot better for, for the, yeah. the caller If you were a believer in fate You would look at the Scott Brown goal at Rugby Park You would look at the Edward goal at uh, Tynecastle Scored a pair of them right at the end of the games uh, And you would think that fate was on Celtic's side You would also rather be in Celtic's position than Rangers Eight points clear A goal difference that's better into the bargain uh, so, yes, you'd rather be in Celtic's position Arithmetically, it's not all over yet But Celtic and Rangers are in the same position Every time Celtic go onto a field The treble treble is at stake And the loss of Brendan Rodgers Has that made any difference? Or is Neil Lennon the man to carry them over the line on two fronts? Rangers go onto the park Knowing that one false move And they're done for so they're both in the same position and that's what makes the end to this season so compelling. It's half-time at Capelo. Morton won, Falkirk won. Greg Kilty opened the scoring for Morton. Zach Rudden cancelled that out only eight minutes later uh, and it's all square in the Championship. Bit of a strange weekend, Hugh. Um, listen, television pays the money. Yep. We would probably prefer it if the Scottish Cup wasn't strung out over three days and yes. eventually we get the draw on Monday night when, when Hearts play Partick Thistle. What, what about that tie? I mean, we are looking a bit further ahead. Yeah, I mean, Partick Thistle, terrible result. 
midweek. Uh, to lose 3 0 at Dunfermline. Even at uh, home last Saturday, yeah. Ross County haven't taken Taking four yeah. goals off them. So that's seven goals they've uh, conceded in two matches. On that basis alone, you would say that Hearts have to be overwhelming favourites uh, at Firhill on Monday night. Or will it be another strange case where Partick Thistle do it and it gives them the psychological lift that helps them for the remainder of the season? This season has been wacky from start to finish. We're absolutely loving the wackiness of it all. <laughs> the wackiness. I have to look that one up. Um we do have a couple of games Tomorrow Derek as well You're going along to St Mirren against yeah, Livingston Yeah And Oren Kearney he's, He gives off a great impression of, of being calm He's very good at it um, But when you look at Hamilton Going up to Aberdeen and picking up yeah, That important that was result blow. That was a blow And then you know Dundee have, have shown signs of life recently St Mirren are They're going to run out of games soon So it sure. has to be soon They're home games they've, they've got to pick up more points That's for sure And you know Livy You don't know what Livy You're going to get these days You know At times they look A really good solid side And other times They're, they're gifting goals So I think it, I think St Mirren Have got to pick up Three points tomorrow I mean Hugh You look at the picture At the bottom St Mirren Do have a game in hand Over Dundee and Hamilton But they're four points Away from Dundee uh-huh. And they're seven Away from Hamilton yeah. If they end tomorrow You know Having caught up On the number of games played and they're seven points away from complete safety. That, that's looking bleak. The Hamilton result for Oren Kearney must have been like a blow to the solar plexus midweek. What a fantastic result for Hamilton and for Brian Rice, uh, who really has the bit between his teeth now. Uh, but St Mirren have absolutely no margin for error. See, that's what I love about you Because in Glasgow Most people would have described That result as a kick in the And yes. you've gone for a blow To the solar plexus yes. I like that There we go He's bringing it's a bit of Old cordial Sophistication uh, Right Okay I think that's just about time For us to try and round up The question the Full time one. At Clyde1.com That's where you need to send Your teasers in Full time At Clyde1.com Tonight's has been sent in By Andrew McFadgent And the question Is this Since 2000 Eight players have scored 20 or more Rangers goals In a single season Can you name them Some of these guys May have done it more than once It does go before Morelos And I should clear up Your Rod Wallace one Derek He did it in 99 2000 yeah. season So we're talking um, After that one You've got them all Bar one You've got Waghorn Daly Miller Boyd Novo De Boer And Flo I say this every week and you always eventually need a clue. So we're this, this could be the no. no, this could be the first time you ever do the teaser without a clue. Is it a mad one like Stephen Davis? No. Mm. Well, no. I don't know what makes him mad, but I can't. Mine's gone. Oh, I'm gonna have to give you a clue. Give us a Scooby. He was captain at one point. Played up front, obviously, to score the goals, but also played. Played in the fence Played in midfield Played everywhere really Towards the end <laughs> Started his career At Motherwell McCullough Lee McCullough, McCullough. Jake 26 goals in the 12-13 season Thank you Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson Big thanks for all your calls and tweets We are here tomorrow 2 o'clock Covering all the big talking points from the weekend So make sure you join us And in the meantime Your weekend can really get started In the company of GBX Friday
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com.